It's the supernatural hour. Hello, everyone. This is Bishop E.O. Ansa, General Overseer, Kingdom Life Ministry. This is your hour of healing, deliverance, restoration, and breakthrough. Remember, no problem is too large for God's intervention, and no person is too small for God's attention. We are laying a rock-solid foundation today, and we will be dealing with the triumphant entry of Jesus Christ into Jerusalem. What does it mean? How is it that they laid their clothes? Oh, they put their cloaks and their clothings on the floor, on the streets for Jesus to ride on in with his donkey. And then some of them cut palm branches and then they carpeted the street on which Jesus was riding the donkey. And they hailed him and they celebrated him and they said, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And they celebrated Jesus. Yet when Jesus got there, right at Jerusalem, he started crying. What is the importance of the weeping? What is the understanding we gain there? We are going to get into the word of God and then we will stand on and pray ourselves up. Listen, watch out for the whole of this week. It's going to be dangerous episodes. The devil is in trouble and we by the blood and by the resurrection shall win the battle of life. Pastor Asante is ready to read for us scriptures. Luke 19, we're reading from verse 41 to the verse of 44. Let's hear the reading of the word of God. I read. Now, as he drew near, he saw the city and walked over it, saying, If you had known, even you, especially in this your day, the things that make for your peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes. For days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment around you. Surround you and close you in on every side. My God. And level you and your children within you to the ground. Mm. And they will not leave you, live in you one stone upon another. Because you did not know the time of your visitation. Because you did not know the time of your your visitation. visitation. So Jesus is moving into Jerusalem from his hometown Nazareth. He's coming into Jerusalem and then the people are excited about his entry. So they hailed him as the Messiah King. Hallelujah. And then they now lay their cloaks and their clothes on the floor for Jesus to ride on using his donkey. They cut palm branches and laid it on the floor. So Jesus is being hailed as the king of the Jews, the Messiah king. But when Jesus got there, right at Jerusalem, he beheld the city and tears started running down his cheeks. In fact, we see that this is the second time of Jesus weeping. 
The first was over the death of Lazarus, and the second was over the city of Jerusalem. The question is, Jesus, my Lord Jesus, why are you weeping? Why are you crying? We must understand the reason for his weeping, and we will know it from what he said. He said, oh, Jerusalem, if only you would have known about the things that make for your peace. Se wunim asumjia enka ewosa anamontuwe hua nensu maniefra. It has been hidden from you, so you don't even understand the significance of this day. This day is the tenth day of the month of Nizan. This is the day that the lamp which ought to be sacrificed for the celebration of the feast of the Passover. This is the day that lamp is presented for examination for four days. And after the examination, the lamp will be sacrificed. And then the blood of the lamp will be applied to the doorpost so that the angel of death who is now coming to now slay every firstborn of the Egyptians, that angel of death, when he sees the blood, he will pass over. Hallelujah. Amen. So, it is impossible or difficult to understand the reason for the weeping of Jesus if you don't understand the feast of Passover. You got to understand that there are seven Jewish feasts, seven main Jewish feasts that are celebrated and are being celebrated and the mystery is this every one of these seven feasts point to Jesus Christ hallelujah they were instituted at a time they did not know God being the all wise God knew how these festivities or feasts were going to point to the coming of his son we have the seven that is number one the Passover the Passover is talking about the crucifixion of Jesus the second feast is unleavened bread that is talking about the sinlessness of Jesus and his burial and then we have the feast of the first fruit that is talking about his resurrection hallelujah and then we have the feast of Pentecost that is talking about the coming of the Holy Spirit hallelujah and then we have the feast of the trumpets the feast of the trumpet what does it remind you of and the trumpet was sound oh my God and in the twinkling of an eye, the Son of God will be suspended in the sky. So the feast of trumpet is pointing to rapture. Hallelujah. Amen. And then we have the feast called the Day of Atonement that is pointing to a second coming. And then we have the feast, which is the feast of boots or the feast of tabernacles that is talking about living with God eternally. Oh, you did not clap. You Amen. did not clap. So God has packaged mysteries in his word so that when you understand, you can serve him with all gladness and with all power. In this very day that Jesus set foot in Jerusalem, he was crying because I thought you Israelites will remember that today is the 
tenth day of the month of Nisan, where you, the priests, are busily preparing the lamp that will be sacrificed for the remission of sins, and then the lamp that will mark the doorpost. So the celebration of the Passover, the tenth day, was when Jesus set foot in Jerusalem, but they did not see that the Messiah came, is coming to present himself as the lamp of God that taketh away the sins of the world. According to the words of John the Baptist in John chapter 1, he said, Behold, the lamp of God that taketh away the sins of the world. Oh, really? I now understand why Jesus was born in a manger. Oh, was born in a stable. Oh, really? So he was born like a lamp. And we did not see all the hotels and all the resorts and all the inns were all shut. There was no way so that they would be forced to go into the manger for him to be born as the lamp of God. What a wonderful God we serve. Hallelujah. So sometimes God will close certain doors. You bang and bang and bang. They don't open but it is only there to fulfill prophecy. I prophesy over your life that any closed door, every closed door will point to a prophetic fulfillment. I now also understand why the first announcement of his birth was made to shepherds, not in the marketplace. It wasn't made to the sports stadium. It wasn't made into any entertainment center, but it was made to a bunch of shepherds watching their flocks by night and the angel of the Lord visited them and said glory to God in the highest for unto you this day is born a savior oh my God who is the savior of the world that will sit on the throne of David and as I speak he is lying in the manger what a wonderful God we serve and so Jesus was crying can you not see that this is the day I have come to Jerusalem as the king of the world, as the king of the kingdom. I am ready as a lamp of God that was slain before the foundation of the world. I am ready to die, says Jesus. And in the next four days, according to your tradition, crucifixion will take place. Now, let us see scriptural backing. Pastor Santi, let us get into the world. In Exodus chapter 12, where the Passover was originally instituted, as you read from verse 3 to verse of 5, we are going to gather an understanding glean some understanding why Jesus was crying and he cried. Hallelujah. Let it move. I read. Speak to all the congregation of Israel. Speak to all the congregation of Israel. God is instructing Moses. Speak to all the congregation of Israel. Saying, go ahead. On the 10th of this month. On the 10th of this month. It was the month of Nisan. Hallelujah. On the 10th of this month. What happens? Every month shall take for himself a lamb. Every man shall take for himself a lamb. According, according to the house of his father. According to the house of his father. 
a lump for a household. A lump for a household. And if the household is too small for the for the lump, and if the household is too small for the lump, let him and his neighbor next to his house take it according to the number of the persons. Let them join together with your neighbor's family that are also small. According to each man's need, you shall make your count for the lump. Go ahead. Your lump shall be shall be without blemish. Your lump shall be without what blemish. blemish. Hallelujah. Amen. A male. A male. First year. A male of the first year. You may take it from the sheep or from the goat. You may take it from the sheep or from the goat. Go ahead. No, you shall keep it until the fourteenth day. Whoa! You will keep it until the fourteenth day of the same month of Nisan. Yes. So from the tenth to the fourteenth, you are keeping that lamp for what? Examining the lamp to ensure there is no blemish. Yes. And if there is no blemish, what happens? Then the whole assembly of the congregation uh-huh. of Israel shall kill it and at twilight. Then they will kill it at twilight. Hallelujah. Amen. My God, my God, my God, my God. So on the day Jesus set foot in Jerusalem, he was weeping because while the people did not know that I am the Messiah King, also the Lamb of God that was slain before the foundation of this world. I am the one John the Baptist pointed to and said, Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. So in four days time, saith Jesus, I am going to be what? Slaughtered. And by that slaughter, I shall become the sacrificial lamb that will blot out your transgressions, that will mark up your doorpost, the post of your life, the door to your life, so that no angel of death shall touch you. Amen. Amen. I was wondering, why will you be weeping when the people are celebrating you and singing your song, Hosanna to the son of David, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. And they said, Hosanna in the highest, and they were pampering you. So Jesus, why are you weeping? And he said to the people, how I wish you could interpret this day. How I wish you could see how your peace will reign like thunder out of my life because Jesus was going to be crucified in the next four days according to the feast of the Passover. It was something he expected them to know. So because they didn't know, he said it has been hidden from your eyes. And now there you are going to see destruction. I want you to see, read that side again, that now your enemies who were their enemies, the Roman Empire. Your enemies will come against you and they will do what? They will destroy the city of Jerusalem and pull down the temple and the one stone will never be left on the other and they will kill your women and kill your children. Jesus was prophesying. If we take it for say 33 AD, then in the 70 AD, some 
something happened that the Roman tent legion, led by Emperor Titus, destroyed with his army the city of Jerusalem. They destroyed the temple. They pulled it down. Not one stone was left on the other. They laid siege over the city and around the city for over nine months. They slaughtered one million Jews, including wives, including mothers, and including children. And another half a million, 500,000, died out of famine and out of diseases and pestilences. The prophecy of Jesus came to pass at 70 AD, whereby it is historic and everybody knows it. And it is in, on the internet. 70 AD is when the Roman soldiers came against the city of Jerusalem. So his prophecy was fulfilled. The good question is, how did it happen? He said, because you did not acknowledge the day of your visitation. Oh Lord, help us know the day of our visitation. Can you read the verse of 44 again? And then today we will bring a prayer point. Oh Lord, lead us, enlighten our eyes so we will know the day and the time of your visitation. The time God visits, the time God comes on the scene. Let's see something. Let it go. 44. 44. And level you and your children within you. The, the, the soldiers will level you and your children within you. They will be leveled to the ground. To the ground. And they will not leave in you one stone upon another. They will not leave in you one stone upon the other. Because you did not because, you, because did not, you did not know the time of your visitation. Because you did not know the time of your, your visitation. Ladies and gentlemen, God visits. There are three lessons. My mama, who has gone to be with the Lord long time, taught me in life. Number one lesson. He, she said to me, Emmanuel, I need you to understand that God is good. Oh, hallelujah. And number two, I need you to understand that God loves everybody. (laughs) Hallelujah. Number three, I need you to understand that God visits. God, that's what visits. So number one lesson from my mom, I walk with the goodness of God in my heart and in my mind. And I know that God is what? Good. I've never blamed God before because my mama implanted in me something about God. So when I see bad, I know it is Satan and it has enhanced my prayer life in the name of Jesus. He said God loves everybody. That is how come I love people. Hallelujah. Because the people I begrudge, I must understand God loves them. So who am I? Who am I to hate who God loves? Hallelujah. So I maintain that love, but God visits, opened my eyes to know that there comes a time that God the heavens and releases himself and visits people by his spirit. Sometimes he sends an angel. Sometimes he sends a person. Sometimes he sends a message. Sometimes he sends a word. As I am ministering right now, the time of your visitation has arrived. Let your healing appear. Let your deliverance appear. Let your
bodies be scattered. What a wonderful God we serve. Hallelujah. So Jesus said, you did not know that I am the lamp of God that taketh away the sins of the world. The mystery is that right at that time, the priest had prepared the lamp for the sacrifice in the temple. And Jesus was literally saying, the real lamp is here. That this kind of lamp, your sins will come again. This kind of lamp, your troubles will come again. But behold, the lamp of God that taketh away the sins of the world. That is how come once upon a time Jesus told his followers unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood you have no life. Hallelujah. Because the lamp of God that you feast on the lamp that you feast on during Passover I am the real deal and spiritually speaking you've got to be a partaker of me. You've got to eat my flesh and drink my blood. And when he said that, they were afraid because he thought he was introducing them into cannibalism. But spiritually, he was telling them that I am the lamp of God that you have to feast on and use my blood to mark your life and mark your doorposts so that the angel of destruction can never enter your life, can never destroy your life, can never enter that home. I prophesy by his blood your home is secure and that is how come the disciples many of them left hallelujah sometimes when you are a preacher you preach a certain kind of message and people get offended and then Jesus turned and asked his disciples will you also go and Peter gave a multi-billion dollar answer to whom shall we go thou hast the words of eternal life. Amen. We will not go. You have the words of eternal life. It's the supernatural hour. Hello, everyone. This is Bishop E.O. Ansa, General Overseer, Kingdom Life Ministry. This is your hour of healing, deliverance, restoration, and breakthrough. Remember, no problem is too large for God's intervention, and no person is too small for God's attention.